It's time for Swinging Blindly, the show where PJ and Blaze make their bold baseball predictions. Once in a while, they'll hit a home run. Sometimes they'll hit a grounder or fly ball somewhere, but most of the time they're going to swing and miss. Strike three, you're out. Here he is, stepping into the batter's box, the man with the plan, who roots for a team with a late legend named Stan. It's not unusual for him to lead off, B.J. Geary. Welcome, welcome, and welcome back to another episode with the guys with the gift of gab. It's like they were made in a lab. The guys who reach for the skies, no matter what way it lies. The guys without ties, but are always swinging blindly through life. And if we end up with a K, hey, who gives a hey? Back with yours truly, PJ, and my good pal Blaze here on the Swinging Blindly podcast with PJ and Blaze. My friend, how the heck are you? What an intro you put together there. I'm impressed. I love it. And uh, you just, you always impress me. So how are you doing? Uh, well, you're very kind. I'm doing, I'm doing all right. I got to say, this is our radio debut as well, uh, yes. as we are now, sure. yeah, not only go. wherever you get your podcast, but also uh, on the Pacifica Radio Network. So. Beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. And thank you for listening. Uh, all those big, small, wide, small whatever i don't know i probably shouldn't say that but anyway <laughs> uh <laughs> we're swinging blindly the, and we're off to a great start uh community radio is like pennies in the jar on the there surface it doesn't look like a lot but there are a lot of stations so it yeah. all kind of adds up in that way and, it, and you know what that's a great way to put it i mean i i stack my pennies and give it a couple weeks and you got a good amount of money in right in there. So Absolutely. That's, kind of, that's kind of what our shtick is. We're stacking pennies here on the Swinging Blindly podcast with PJ and Blaze. Thank you again for joining us wherever and however you were listening to us. Uh, Absolutely. Where, where we talk baseball. We're baseball nuts. We want to bring you our takes, whether or not how egregious or silly they may be. Uh, you know what? You'll find you'll come to find that we ha- we happen to be right. A lot more of the time than we give ourselves credit for, please. So this is true. Uh, this is true, and you know, self-deprecation is a great is a great thing to have in moderation, as as is most things. So that's kind of the shtick. That's kind of the deal that you're going to get here on the Swinging Blindly podcast with PJ and Blaze. Yeah, what was uh, it? Mary Blaze. Poppins said, you know, a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. Well, yeah. self-deprecation makes our egos go up. Makes our egos go up. Go up. <laughs> makes our egos go up. Self-deprecation makes the egos, egos go up. Go up. <laughs> oh. You might even get some show tunes. So <laughs> just, uh, just pay, <laughs> keep your ears locked on to the Swinging Blindly podcast. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the Swinging Blindly show, which is a, a podcast. Again, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Uh, and uh, listen via the Pacifica Radio Network. We do have social media. Uh, we're getting our Facebook page back up and running, facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at SwingingBlindly. So we have a lot to get into. Let's get out of the box here, PJ, yes, as sir. the big story that has kind of come out over the past uh, 24 hours or so 
yeah. is the fact that Major League Baseball has moved the All-Star game out of Atlanta because of Georgia's voting new voting law, which does disenfranchise people of color and also create a lot of access issues. MLB, I guess, has been getting a bunch of uh, pushback on this sort of stuff. And because of that, they have decided to move the game. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, like you said, this is actually this is a re- very recent development um, in just the zeitgeist of the news in general. I think this is transcended um, because it's political, but it's transcended just baseball. Um, whereas this is a huge decision that's unprecedented. I mean, to, other than a pandemic, this is an unprecedented issue that is, has arisen where a, a the, the location of an all-star game that was already in set set in stone or not clearly not in stone but set that has been moved due to political leanings and political uh, offerings uh, blaze I don't really know much I tried to do some research on it beforehand and I do have a couple articles up one through the New York Times and then I also have a um, one through uh, Reuters, which is just some quotes that I kind of wanted to touch on. Sure. I kind of wanted to, before I get into those, maybe if you, I think you might be a little bit more um, learned as they say on exactly what is going on. Can you give the people and myself just a a quick briefing onto how this is all kind of played out. Well, the funny thing is I'm really not that much more versed on this than than (laughs) right now. Yeah. Cause it it did happen so recently. So I was just, I, I mean, I can, I, I can go through it really quick if you want right now. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of touched on it. It's clearly um, the, the connotations of the, the uh, you know, lessening rights to the people of color. Uh, some have even, and again, we're not trying to get political here. We're just kind of tr- trying to outline, you know, line it out for you. So opinions, whatever, like we're just, these are, we're going to try and stick to the facts and quotes. Um, but you know, from what I see, the law makes absentee voting harder. Um, you know, it can potentially help the general election. It shortens the runoff period, which is a lot of this seems to be a reaction to that state. Again, not to get too political, but that state losing um, or being flipped, I guess, would be the correct word. Right. I yeah, mean, because they they lost because uh, there was a special election. Mm-hmm. Because neither of the candidates reached fifty percent, so I believe the way it panned out was they had to have a special election, and because of that, uh, both Republican seats flipped, mm-hmm. and Georgia has a Republican governor who is clearly ticked off, mm-hmm. and as a result, this is the law that was put on the books unnecessarily. I mean, why are we denying access in twenty twenty one? I mean, here in pandemic notwithstanding, the fact is we are creating access issues. And you could make that argument, well, well you know, the MLB, ah, oh, you know, they're they're leaning to the liberals, you know, they're they're desperate to get the yeah. younger fan. Uh all that stuff. I don't want to say that's an unfair argument because you that is an argument that people will make. However, we all know the power of corporate sponsorships. And because of this, uh, it is a move MLB had to make. This is not something that you stand your ground on, especially in a sport that is losing popularity because it has chosen to not adapt, unlike the other sports, the NFL in particular, the NBA, 
uh, NHL is still kind of in its own uh, basement in terms of professional sports are concerned here in the U.S. But MLB was once America's pastime, and now it's America's next to last time. And that is the unfortunate reality that has gone on. So it, yeah, it, it you know, you know where I'm heading with this here. No, no, I, I mean, you're spot on. And again, I think you said that. I think you put that very well. Um, just for the people listening, that and the, the, you kind of touched on it a little bit. But really, what it is is it, it empowers the state legislator, uh, legislature. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correct or not. Yeah, the um, legislature. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, to you know, basically, they it removes the secretary of state as chair of the state board of elections and allows the legislature to appoint a majority of the board's members, including the chair. So, if there are certain leanings there that go against certain things, then this is where the problems arise. There is no real language in there that obviously there's no language in it that specifically uh, out, outlines people of color, but it just seems to be the, the over overlying indication is that this is kind I mean, that's just, ha- it has a, for lack of a better term, it has a dark cloud over it. Um, yeah. A, a lot of racial and ethnic subliminal undertones here within the legislation and and look mlb has made the decision i i support it i absolutely do no same i mean i i don't see how there's a way that you can't and um if you if you if you're before we kind of get get through it i had a couple of quotes here on both sides if you wanted to hear them and then maybe just give your quick two cents about them i'll just pick a couple of the the big ones here um I mean, we had uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom uh, tweeting, hey, at MLB, feel free to give us a call in California. We actually work to expand voter access, not prevent it. Um, And then opposed by that was uh, um, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham. What a pathetic and weak decision by at MLB to give in to the radical left's false attack on Georgia voting laws. I hope the people of Georgia remember this in 2022 when they will have a chance to check slash stop the Biden agenda in the Georgia U.S. Senate race. Well, Lindsey Graham can shut up because South Carolina doesn't have a professional baseball team. <laughs> I, I, I had to. I know, Again, I know I keep repeating. Yeah. Don't want to get political, but these are now these are people who have put themselves not only on the political scale, but also a, somewhat of a celebrity scale. But yeah, so, well, everything is tied to politics. Here. You know, the, the, the lines between sports and politics have become so blurred, good, bad or indifferent. Uh, I think there's a time for it. I think there's a place, but you know, this is, this is a move MLB absolutely had to make no question about it. Yeah, exactly. And, um, I have a couple more here, if you don't mind just hearing them out real quick. Um, the Atlanta Braves. So this was actually something that, and I know you're not a Met fan, but that got a reaction straight off of Twitter from an, from a current player. Um, the Atlanta Braves, their immediate response was, Just, quote, the Atlanta Braves are deeply disappointed by the decision of Major League Baseball to move its 2021 All-Star game. This was neither our decision nor our recommendation. And in response, New York Mets pitcher Marcus Stroman reacted, the worst, quote, the worst press release of all time, end quote. What are you, any thoughts there? (laughs) (laughs) He kind of just, uh. You know, he kind of just let him have it, I guess. But why even say anything? 
I know it's just it adds to what should probably be less of a thing. It's a thing because it's unprecedented, right? I mean, it's something that's well, at least every, in my lifetime has never happened. Yeah, well, everything is just so fueled right now. You have the you have the Derek Chauvin trial going on right now, and the George Floyd murder, and you have all you know all this other stuff that's happening, and sports and politics are just so melded together right now, and you know it, it's. Again, I'm I'm glad that MLB had the courage to make the move that they did. So the question then becomes, where are they going to play? Yeah, and I, I have a couple of thoughts on that. Yeah, I don't want to get to. I was reading a couple more of those quotes, and I figure we could move on. Um, the um, to this is so I saw I saw something recently about, and I believe it was either the governor or just somebody in power politically in um, the Milwaukee area came out and said, you know, Hank Aaron, with Hank Aaron's passing, you know, move it to Milwaukee, do a tribute to Hank Aaron, you know, some of the other Lou Brock's, the Bob Gibson's do a kind of a tribute thing in a kind of a, a more of a neutral quote unquote site is what I would kind of say. And uh, that would be my guess. I mean, I read the California quote there. Um so I, because the Dodgers are slated to host it in 2022, MLB has already come out and said that they will not move up the Dodgers um, take Dodger stadium hosting it for this year. They'll keep 2022. But I think the other option would then be showcase your that we say all the time here, showcase the greatest player of this generation and move it not to Dodger stadium, but angels. I mean, you have another California team, Maybe do that. It's an ALNL type deal, so it wouldn't it wouldn't cloud those up. Um, I know so they would be going from an NL team to an AL team, and then they would have an NL team next year host it. But at this point, I think everything's up in the air. And I, to me, those are the Brewers. Number one would be the most logical, just to to kind of bring it back to baseball and hit and baseball's history. Yeah, I mean, although it's, I mean, Hank Aaron did his damage. He had most of his success in Atlanta, not no, in Atlanta. Milwaukee. Oh yes, but Luke, that's Lou Brock had all of his success in St. Louis. But that was a that was a clearly this was going to be set up in Atlanta had it stayed in Atlanta with right. Hank Aaron's passing. No question so about of, it. Kind of pivot to his other team of success, and no, and, and I'd bring up the Lou Brock's and Bob Gibson's, and just you know for the you know for the the elephant in the room. I mean, this that they're moving out for for certain you know political reasons that I'm not necessarily at liberty to just say, right. but maybe you kind of just, I mean, these are legends of the game that deserve to be honored in some way. So I think they have to figure out a way to get that. I mean, Hey, I wouldn't be, I named two Cardinals there, right? No, no disrespect to Hank Aaron at all, but no. we lost Lou Brock and, and Bob Gibson, two legends of the game. Move it to St. Louis. I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think either Milwaukee or St. Louis would be really cool. Uh, St. Louis, in my opinion, actually kind of creates a better optic because you have Bud Selig, who has all the ties to Milwaukee, former, you know, former uh, owner of the Brewers and whatnot. You know, you it could be kind of viewed that way that oh, let's let's bring Bud Selig back into the spotlight, and would he overshadow Hank Aaron? I would think the answer to that is no, but you could see where that argument would be made. Well, and you and current owner of the Marlins and former Yankee legend, the great Derek Jeter. Yeah, thank you. Also came out and kind of in a 
in support of baseball's decision, but also kind of threw his their name in the hat as possible uh, a possible destination down there in Florida where everything's just kind of okay, hunky-dory, I guess. Yeah, I thought about that too. Another place I thought about as well uh, would be would be Texas with Globe Life Park, that new park. But then again, I remembered, oh, that's right. They had the World Series there in the pandemic bubble, if you will. Yep. Another option could be San Diego. Hmm. Um, yeah, another California. You're right. Just keep it in California for that for that matter. So, yeah, I think I honestly, honestly, I think the five. How about stadiums we we just named or teams? That's probably the most likely. I think if they're the ones that came to our minds first. Not to say that we're experts mm-hmm. or anything. We just gab about baseball blindly. But you know, I I think those are probably the top five destinations. I, I mean, I don't see it coming to New York. I don't see it coming to. I mean, I at this I don't see it coming to Philly. I don't see it coming to Boston. I think you kind of either got to go directly south, directly west, or kind of keep it in the Midwest area, like similarly to. I know Georgia's not Midwest, but right. But you you know what I'm saying. Although the, the other thing to consider too is you do have to have it in a space where mm-hmm. it's where it's going to be larger than Atlanta because it's easier to scale it versus yeah. shrinking it. You know, so there is True. that factor too. Yeah. And that's a brand new stadium they got there in Atlanta as well. So that obviously yeah. comes into play when they make these decisions. I mean, it would have been uh, great. It would have been not good. It would have been flat out great if yeah. the All-Star game were to happen in Atlanta. Uh, because that that city hasn't really had a big event since the Olympics in 96. <laughs> Which also had a little bit of... Uh, that had its own controversies around that. Yeah. yeah the I mean, bombing and all bombing, that yeah. Stuff. yeah. I mean, Atlanta has had a rough go about it in the in sports, in their entire sports uh, existence. So that would have been a nice win in a way, uh, especially with such a good Braves team that they've got, as we've outlined here. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's unfortunate. It stinks for the people who were excited for it in Atlanta. You know, it's it, I, of course, we have to keep that in, in mind. But, I, I think, and we'll echo this. I know, and you've already touched on it. It was the right thing to do, and I don't think I honestly think it was the only decision to make. It's already a, a, an iffy type of year. Let's get rid of any kind of controversy or shenanigans that we can before we even get close to it. And you know, right. so kudos to them. And it's been it's been met. I mean, Curtis. I was look uh, before we hopped on. I was watching uh, Curtis Granderson uh, and um, Edwin Jackson, who both. Uh, very much involved in in pl- the players' association, yeah. players' alliance, um, and they both were very very happy with the way it all went down. LeBron James, uh, who is now the part owner of the Boston Red Sox, came out and said he's glad to be part of the MLB family. So, talk about talk about a vote of confidence. As if I, yeah, God, I mean LeBron is a Red Sox owner. As a Yankee <laughs> fan, that just you know it's a shot through the heart because I grew up. I mean, ten year ten year old Blaze was a huge fan of LeBron. I had a number twenty three Cavs jersey. Good, you should. Yeah, everybody in America should. Yeah, yeah. That's yep. A, that's a. I take that back, but I have a uh, you know. guy. <laughs> Did you Run have down, one? Man. What's that? Did you have a, a Cavs jersey? Not a LeBron jersey. No, no. I I I stopped really. Well, I mean, I just went towards basketball. I had my ins and outs of. I'm back into mm-hmm. it pretty big, so. There's a chance I eventually land, uh, whether it's the Cavs or Lakers, LeBron. Well, I won't go Heat, though. It has to be 20. Oh, no, no, you, you, yeah. you can't go Heat. Yeah. No, can't go Heat. It's got to be Cavs or Lakers in my eyes. So, uh, 
Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's it was pertinent to talk about. It's a big story in baseball, yeah. and I think we we covered it enough and didn't really cross any boundaries. So we'll just uh, we'll have to see. I mean, we'll we'll come back when any updates we get. We'll come back and you'll hear it here on the Swing Bondly Podcast with PJ and Blaze. So. Absolutely. And now you have the, you know the other big story is the Mets and Nationals. That series yes. had to be aye, postponed aye, aye. because of uh, COVID problems with the Nationals. Speaking of snafus, man, I mean, speaking of shenanigans that MLB certainly does not want to deal with or see, I mean, it, you know, we're st- people, I mean, as things start to get more back to normal vaccines, you know, I know the Cardinals, uh, their roster is 85% vaccinated at this point. Yeah. Um, Are they the only and, team that has 85% vaccinations? Yep, they're the highest vaccinated. Yep. Because I mean, if you remember last year, they were the, they were hit hardest by it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I feel like it was just kind of revisionist history. Felt like 85% of their team they didn't even have. (laughs) Exactly. And had to play like a million doubleheaders. I mean, it was just ridiculous. I'll tell you, I give your boys a lot of credit, PJ. Thank you. They they deserve it. They deserve it. No question about it. And and the thing is, too, is this is something they don't want it. it, But it's We're still living in a pandemic in a world where there's a pandemic going on. Let's just face it. It's not. We're not. We're not out of the out of the woods yet. It's still happening. This is bound to happen. It stinks that it was opening weekend. That obviously for the fans of both teams stinks. I think blame being tossed around is unnecessary. It just it happens. Um, and the, you know they'll deal with it. They'll get better. Last I heard, the Nationals were hoping to begin uh, Monday against the Braves. I don't have it in front of me who the Mets would be playing, but I imagine they'll be playing Monday to start their season. You know, it stinks that now there are a couple teams that are three, you know, some four games uh, have played before they even, I, I don't know about four games, but at least three games played before the Mets yeah, be three. step on the field. Yeah, because of the weird Friday day off where right. most of had days day off yesterday. But yeah, I mean, you know, it uh, it just, it kind of just is what it is and it stinks. I, I, again, I say, keep your blames to your side. It, it, we're, the, vet, the pandemic's still here, folks. We're yeah. still living in it. It's hopefully knock on wood. It'll be, we'll be very much back to normalcy later this year. But I think in general, it's just kind of a wait and see type game. Luckily, neither of us are national fans because we got to see our teams play on opening day, thankfully. And uh, yours yeah, one, I mean, mine did not. Yeah. I mean, we, you want to just, uh, get into that or did you want to touch on the Mets national thing really quick before we well I, I mean I think we've recap. we've covered it as best we yeah. can right now yeah. yeah so let's just go right in yeah exactly we'll come back to you with updates as the story unfolds and hopefully next time we're talking to you we're talking about national games in full swinging blindly fashion absolutely uh, two weeks all right, time. Boys, let me just I'll run through all the scores of just opening day so I don't want to become that pop I don't want to be that podcaster Especially because we're show, doing this, yeah. I, especially because we're doing this, um, you know, every other week as of now. I don't want to be the recap scores guy. Maybe we'll touch into standings every. I think that could be something we could look at as we, sure. as we go forward. But it's opening day. It's a national holiday for guys like us. So I'm going to go through really quickly the full slate of games and the scores, and then we'll we'll end that with touching with our Homer minute on how our teams did. Yeah. So, now, do you uh, have an opening day tradition that you do? That's a good question. I actually meant to ask you something about. No, but I think I started one this year. Okay. Uh, if you, if you would like to, I'll, I guess I'll should I save it for my Homer minute or just say it now? Oh uh, no, no. Let's talk I'll about our opening okay. day traditions now. Yeah. Right now, okay. Uh, so 
we do this thing called butcher box where you get like it's like a it's a it's a delivery subscription where you just get like really good quality meats for you know bulk price and they send it to you mm-hmm. like every like two weeks or once a month or whatever however you want it and this time we ended up getting uh st louis baby back ribs oh there you go and i said to her and my wife uh when we got them we got the box like two weeks ago and you know you freeze most of it and then you just take out what you want to eat oh yeah sure i i said to her i'm going to make these ribs opening day i think i have officially discovered my personal opening day tradition which will be to in whatever way smoking slow cooker oven grill i will be making st louis baby back ribs every opening day going forward for hopefully the rest of my life that's that's the goal they came out good oh i mean i still have them yeah Mm. fall off the fall off the bone my friend fall off the bone oh that was a great sound effect oh (laughs) do it again That was me, like, legit salivating over the ribs falling off. Oh, it was so good. And you know what? It's, uh, no, I, and just besides that, before I let you answer, my friend. Uh, yeah. No, I, I generally didn't. I guess the only real tradition I had, though, was, and it's not a really a tradition, but I really tried to make sure I'm always watching the first pitch of the Cardinal season. I want to be there for the first pitch. Not the first at-bat for the Cardinals. Not the first at-bat for the other team. I want... The, whatever the first pitch is, I want to be there for it. And I yeah. I guess that's another thing I'm going to try to make sure I focus on going forward. I went to one opening day, which was uh, met recently, actually, Mets Cardinals on Easter. Easter Sunday, actually, ended up being. Oh. And uh, it was opening weekend. I don't think it was actually opening day, but they still had all the festivities and all the shenanigans going on. So that was cool. And I guess that would eventually become a tradition I would like to adopt is to go to opening days. But yeah, no, baby back ribs and making sure I watch the first pitch. Oh, there you go. I ordered a triple play burger from the recovery room. Oh, let's go. Hey, the the triple the triple play burger has barbecue sauce, has bacon, cheddar, onion, and it has Oof. an onion ring. Oh, it's got it all. I mean, triple play burger, the sweet potato fries. It's some chicken tenders with some spice with with a with a peanut <laughs> sauce to dip them in. Oh yeah! <laughs> I can't do the noise. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, oh, bro. I mean that that is my opening day That's tradition. Awesome. You know, and then pair pair that with a couple of uh, beverages uh, for the yeah. twenty one and older population of the adult variety. Exactly. <laughs> oh. Hey, that sounds great. And is that something you've done more than once? Uh, it is something. I did it uh, I did it uh, last year for the uh, opening day, uh, the pandemic version. And, yeah. uh, well, the 60-day, the 60-game pandemic shortened yes. season. And then, uh, of course, this year for hopefully what will be 162 games. No, I appreciate it. I love keeping it in the baseball lore. Yeah, the triple play. You know, I mean, like you said, nothing better than than listen. I will put it up against anybody, Blaze. The sounds of baseball to me are the epitome of sports sounds. There's no better sounds in any sport than there is accumulatively in baseball. I would agree. I would I mean, agree. I mean, because you you have the crowd, you have you 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 hear the crack of the bat, you hear the pop of the glove. Even you, you sometimes, I mean, because these mics are so good now, you can yeah. hear the ball hitting the dirt. 
yeah. uh, and and the catcher grabbing it, and uh, you you hear the you hear the throw across, you know, from second to first, or short to first, or third to first, or what have you. The traditional um, organ, man. Uh, I mean, the, yeah, the, the, I mean, the organs. What other sport is there? Is there? You know, I I know it happens at certain times throughout at least hockey, but there's no other sport where they're they're playing an organ. That's 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 and that's baseball. You hear to me, I hear an organ blaze. Uh, I think yeah. baseball. Yep. right away. No question about so, it. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, other than maybe church would be the other one, but yeah, you know, who knows? Well, I mean, <laughs> to me, baseball is church. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. And I'm doing that's a heck of a lot of praying too. So <laughs> that's 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 where you get it here. Hey, when. When you listen to Swinging Blindly podcast, you might as well be going to church. So that's what we're doing here for you. And Blaze, let me let me just, breeze through. Just don't ask us to save. <laughs> I just I just got that. <laughs> it took me a second, but I loved it. Oh man! Hey, this is it's the comedic hour with PJ. No, it's Swinging Blindly podcast. With PJ Swinging Blindly, yeah. Via, uh, via the Pacifica okay. Radio Network and wherever you get your podcasts. So this is, you, I mean, we are, this is our radio debut, my guy. I, mean, I, I know. I'm a, I, I, hopefully it's not coming across, but I am a little nervous. I, I mean, no, but you, I, we're getting there. You look and sound just as composed as ever. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> coming from you, that means a lot. You, you the, could come in in the ninth inning, bases loaded, close it out, no prop. That's, that's what my, my general role was that when I did play baseball. So there you go. That's right. So I'm, I remember things sometimes you do, you do, (laughs) you, you're select, very select. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Not selective. Uh, Well, my girlfriend will, will tell you that it can be. So that's, you you know, you're not overly wrong. there. (laughs) It's neither here nor there, my friend. So let me, let me blaze through. If you like that, the, Oh, wow. Now, now I just want to get that sound effect every time. I just want uh, that sound effect now. I just uh, want to be know. cringe. I, I may have to be <coughs> selective about it. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. All right. Um, the, let me get through the opening day scores here. And I'll save our teams for last. So we had Cleveland going to Detroit in that snow game, man. It was really cool. Um, Miguel Cabrera, who hit the first home run of the year for any team, he hits it into the snow, and he didn't even realize that he hit it. So he slid into second base, please. <laughs> <laughs> On the first run of the year, we have Miguel Cabrera in a, in a snow globe, basically, sliding into second base on a ball that was already hit over the over the wall. Um, uh, I'm sure so. he looked about as graceful as a falling tree doing so. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, like, fell onto the base, basically. <laughs> <laughs> We had the Milwaukee Brewers at home beating the Minnesota Twins in extra innings. We had a couple extra inning games on opening day. I got that game wrong. I did the uh, MLB pick them. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So I got both those games wrong. Yikes. Because I I I had Cleveland beating Detroit because I thought Bieber would do more, but he pitched more like Justin Bieber. What is it already? (laughs) That deserved both of those. And then, I mean, close, close game in the Milwaukee-Minnesota that ended on uh, Lorenzo Cain, dashed for home, sliding, sliding under the tag. We had uh, Pittsburgh beating in Chicago the Chicago Cubs 5-3. to three. Wow. My guy, my guy, Key Brian Hayes, who is the, probably going to finish second in, in a rookie of the year to a player on the Cardinals. 
um, at least by my estimation, you know, clearly no bias, but maybe mm, a little bias. None, none. Uh, no, not at all. Yeah, did you know Key Brian Hayes? He's the son of uh, Yankee uh, great Charlie Hayes. Really? Yes. Oh. Yeah, Charlie Hayes, who who played on the the '96 World Series team for the Yankees. Oh, wow. Yeah. A champion. Yes, he is that a champion. That is awesome. Yep. Yep. I, I just traded for him in a. Fan, I just traded Jeff McNeil for Key Brian Hayes. Trade. Oh, I thought you traded him for Charlie Hayes the way you were. No. <laughs> <laughs> Took him as my coach now. Um, uh, I, I would have had a better shot with the Purple Haze, but that's... Oh, look at you. Shout out, Prince. <laughs> no, that's Purple Rain. Well, you know, I wanted to I wanted to just, you know, kind of gloss over the connotation there. Well, Prince's Minnesota Twins that. lost. There's the segue yes. back into what we were talking about. <laughs> Thank you. And then uh, going to the East. Blaze, we had uh, Philly beating the Atlanta Braves on a walk-off there uh, in the 10th inning, 3-2. to two. That one surprised me, Pod- yeah. Yeah, San Diego Padres were able to eke out the win against the Arizona Diamondbacks, 8-7. to seven. The Dodgers take an opening day loss with Clayton Kershaw on the mound, 8-5 to five against the Rockies. So a little, uh, I mean, it's, it's day one, but yeah. we, can, we, can, we can overreact a little bit because it's opening day. Uh we had Tampa Bay in the closest game of the of the day, uh, uh, squeaking again another squeak out, one uh, nothing over the Marlins in Miami. It was just uh, as close as uh, you know some other games. <laughs> Let's be fair. Yeah. The <laughs> oh no, just the one nothing part. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see scoring game. Yeah, I, I see what you're. Yeah, can't get more low scoring than that. No, exactly. So. We then had no ties in baseball, folks. The no, none. Kansas City Royals, the revamped lineup of the Kansas City Royals. I mean, yeah, granted they faced the, the the Rangers, but fourteen to ten, highest scoring game of the of the day, which I, I was a little upset about because the one. Cardinals the Cardinals scored double digits too, and so I was a little upset that the Royals scored more than them. We then had the Angels beating the White Sox four to three in Los Angeles, where. It was a reuniting of Mr. Albert Pujols and Tony La Russa, which is very nice to see. Nice little hug pregame. Yeah. Then we had the Houston Asterisk, I mean, Astros, <laughs> sorry, beating the Oakland A's with Zach Greinke, 8-1. to one. Uh, And it was a little closer last night, but there's that game there. And we had Carlos what? Correa just tackling Matt Chapman, basically, last night. And then... Yeah, so, I mean, two things. One, if you keep that... Houston thing up the community radio station down there is going to pull us. So, <laughs> all right, I take it. I mean, I took. I didn't say it. And well, I didn't say it. Well, 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 I didn't say it. Uh, and, exactly. and what was that whole? <laughs> and what was that whole deal with? Uh, with Carlos Correa and Matt Chapman, what what happened there? Oh yeah, I said Carrasco. Uh, Carlos Correa, yes, it was a tag. It was a tag play, I believe, to end the inning. Um, so Correa fields it a little bit behind Chapman, who's running to second, and he instead of like just a normal like reach out tag, he like maybe it was how he f- fielded it. I don't know. It was in slow motion, so you kind of like you kind of make your own assumptions there. But I mean, he basically shoulder tackled the man down, and Carlos Correa is a big man. And so was Matt Chapman. So yeah. it was a it was a collision, and uh, they say you know as as they will, and we should too. It adds to the the A's Astros 
rivalry that has been brewing for now for a couple of years. So I, I appreciated it. Yeah, yeah, it was a little, it was a little egregious. I don't think he'll be suspended or fined or anything, but you, it was. Yeah. You can make the case that that A's Astros rivalry is one of the top rivalries in the game right now. Yeah. No, like I, right I'm with now, you. especially with how competitive they've been, you know, compared to some other divisions. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, better than Yankee Reds, Yankees, Red yeah. Sox right now. The last couple of years too. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I agree. Is, um, is it better than Cardinals Cubs? I would say yes. Right uh, now. For now. Yeah. For now, yes. I yeah. mean, I'm just talking purely on results and yeah. the, the the level of competition. Obviously, when you go way back, I mean nothing nothing beats Yankees. Yeah. Nothing beats Yankees Red Sox. Cardinals no. Cubs is a is a close second. You know, yes, and then I you've would, got I would agree with you. And you know, the Phillies and any Giants, other team. Dodgers, which has fallen, which is not there anymore. Yeah. Uh it's now Dodgers pot, uh, Padres. So. That that's going to be awesome. And and then yeah. uh, you know the other one too that I was about to mention. You, you had the Phillies and any other team in the National League East because <laughs> yeah. what team what team really likes the Phillies? Nobody <laughs> likes the Phillies, yeah. Because their fans no. are just the worst. I'm sorry, booing Santa Claus. I I get that was 1968, I believe it was, but still. and different sport. But yes, you're right. I mean, it, it just I shows know. you everything that you Same need stadium. to, yeah. And, and all the all their stadiums are like right next to each other too. I mean, I I will say, having been to Philly, and having actually been to uh, two of the three places, uh, Citizens Bank Park and uh, the Wells Fargo Center. I believe it's still called the Wells Fargo. So. Uh, hockey, yeah, for hockey. Yeah, yeah. The, hockey. The well, the, the Sixers play basketball there too, but I was there for a hockey game. Citizens uh, Bank is is, is a great baseball. park, though. Yeah, I'll give you that. Citizens Bank is a is a great park. It's a great place to see a concert too. I I saw Billy Joel oh. there, uh, September twenty seventeen. Oh, uh, wow. a terrific show, best concert I've ever seen. But the uh, Philly, in that respect, they look Philly itself. Philly's a great town. A lot of a lot of food, a lot of history, a lot of really cool stuff. It's just that their sports fans are obnoxious. Yeah. It's the only I mean, thing I'll, I don't like about Philly is their sports fans. Can I tell you this before Certainly, I yeah. give the last score and then we'll do our quick homer minute before we uh get into some predictions? Yeah. That I will rank them. So I've been to Yankees, excuse me, old Yankee Stadium, Shea Stadium, New Yankee Stadium, City, Citizens Bank. And Fenway, mm-hmm. the six the six parks I've I've been to, uh-huh. and just I will say this: the the Philly fans. We ended up being in a good section, but I we got a lot of dirty looks and some snide comments for our Cardinal gear. Of course, C- City has been the best. City, I we've never had a bad experience at City Field. The worst fan experience I ever had. And granted, Boston, I, I had a pool, an Angel Pools jersey on because they were playing the Angels. And I didn't get anything from Boston people because I guess I just didn't care. I have never felt more unsafe than I was at the Yankee game wearing Cardinal gear. So I just want to put that that out there. Into the Is that ether. at the old stadium or the new? Nope, that's the new one. And uh, it was, yeah, it was bad. Luckily, we had uh, we were with one Yankee fan friend who was able to try and to to, to kind of smooth everything out. But Definitely had definitely had a very bad feeling wearing Cardinal things to a Yankee mm. game and New Yankee Stadium, which is, I mean, out of all those stadiums I listed, New Yankee Stadium is a bottom. Old Yankee Stadium is great. New Yankee Stadium is 
trash, in my opinion. But that's just because I'm not a Yankee fan. If you're a Yankee fan, you're going to love Yankee Stadium. So, well, I uh, see. I've only been to the old uh, stadium. I've not been to the new one. I've also been to Fenway. I've been to Wrigley. I've That's been to I, I've been to Citizens Bank Park. I'm jealous of your Wrigley. We'll have to get to a game this year, man. Yeah, I absolutely. Uh we'll we'll figure that out. Uh yeah. I gotta tell you, Wrigley, in terms of in, in terms of experience, Wrigley is hard to beat. That's awesome. I, I see I, I like that. And I am <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt you, but unless I'm going into a Wrigley game with Cardinal gear on, but even still, you see in the Cardinals fans travel well and they get to Wrigley themselves. Yeah, so. sure. I mean, it's not that far. Yeah. It's it's like a party outside <laughs> of the stadium in the pregame. And awesome. I mean, you have that. I mean, Wrigley Field, Oregon, is simply iconic, and it is uh, the it is the best in baseball. You can't uh, you can't argue me on that. It no, is. I won't. It is the like in terms of the tone and everything, I will I will put Cubs games on just to listen to that gosh darn organ. <laughs> I love uh, that. I I love that about you, my friend. But let's uh, and then uh, and I won't argue see. because that's awesome. Yeah, and, and I once went to uh, to a Red Sox Phillies game. I gotta oh, say, wow. not being a yeah, not being a Red Sox fan. Uh, so where our seats were is on the third base side. And Fenway being an old ballpark, I had a portable radio with me because of my uh, complete blindness. I wasn't able to get any radio reception, but I got I to gotta say, the, the staff at Fenway could not have been classier, could not have been more kind, could not have been more gracious. Uh, every other place, I was able, I was able to get the, the Cubs radio broadcast, no problem. When I was in Chicago, I was able to get the Yankees. I was able to get the Phillies. Uh, no problem, but it was just where we were in, in Fenway, uh, that was kind of a, a radio, uh, dead zone, if you will, static zone. Yeah. No, well, Hey, you know what? And that's coming from a Yankee fan folks. So straight out of the, out of his mouth, he, he, that's a compliment to the Red Sox. Yeah. Although the thing that kind (laughs) of makes it a little disappointing now going to a baseball game with the radio is because all these stations have these eight second delays in case someone swears. Yep. Um, so you're, so when you're listening to the radio broadcast, you're eight seconds behind the action. Well, and I know we got to move on, but just a question I, I'm curious with yeah. um, blaze is so you with the eight second delay, which that stinks, but you're not like it's not noise can is it noise canceling type deal like or can you still hear like the crack of the bat so you'll kind of have an idea of what's going on it it depends on it depends on how loud I've got my stuff turned up yeah because like, like you know because you could gauge the fan reaction you could gauge the crack of the bat which I'm sure you do anyway yeah 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 I I've tried umpiring from the stands and I did just as well as everyone else so. <laughs> That's a movie that should be written, The Blind Umpire. <laughs> but anyway, man, let's uh let's do our quick homer minute talking about our both both of our team's opening day performances, and then we'll uh we'll end the show with some award predictions if sure. that sounds good to you. Yeah. So uh let's start with you, man, because you had the unhappy ending, whereas I had the happy opening day. Yeah. You had the unhappy opening day. So why don't you because I, I talked to my brother and I have I've my brother sent me some texts about the Yankees that I, I do want to bring up to you during your homer minute. So why don't you get into it and I'll bring my questions in as I see fit. 
Certainly. I mean, it was a, a case of the Yankees not being able to hit with runners in scoring position. They couldn't advance runners when they really needed to, which has kind of been the theme of the past couple of years. It has been the difference why they didn't beat Tampa Bay, why they have had very little success in the postseason over the past couple of years. Am I concerned that this is going to continue to be a theme? Well, I don't know. But there's no excuse for this. You're a professional baseball player. Hit the ball to the right side. Uh, Make things happen. Don't just stand there and try and hit the ball out of the park all the time. It doesn't work. I love you, boys. I love you. Keep going. I love you too, man. I mean, that that's really all I got. And it, okay. it it took away from, I thought, a pretty good pitching performance from Garrett Cole. Oh, 100%. They both starting pitchers on both sides. Had Ryu and... Uh, Ryu and Cole. That was a terrific yeah. matchup. Great game, yeah. yeah both of the, and, and both of them wish they could have one pitch back. Garrett Cole, the slider to Teoscar Hernandez... Yep. And, and Ryu, the the pitch to to Sanchez. Uh, Gary Sanchez, yeah. Which I actually was I was at work, but a buddy of mine who's also a Yankee fan had it had uh, had the stream up on his phone, so I was actually watching that that Sanchez home run. Mm-hmm. He creamed, creamed that ball. Sanchez had a good game in general. He he did. Um, I mean, can he keep it up? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, because he is. He threw a guy out too. So I mean, the deep. We know he has the arm. It's just if he could catch the ball. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, all right, before I get to my Cardinals, please, uh, I, I just want to read a couple of my brother's texts to me sure. during. So in succession, right, this is right after the game had ended. And I had just texted him about how the Cardinals scored six runs in the first inning. No big deal. And I, he said to me, already hate this Yankee team. Honestly, they need to move on from judge guy comes up small all the time. Can't remember a big hit from him. Well, he's not wrong. He's not wrong about Aaron Judge. But I also, I'm not one that likes to necessarily (laughs) react viscerally to what happened game one. I know a lot of Yankee fans do. I choose not to because there's 161 more games to go. Now, if it's game 61 and these things happen and they keep happening, entirely different story. Um, all right, I'm with that. And okay, last three because I know I know we're getting close to time. But yeah, uh, he said he's a good player. He can't stay healthy, and honestly, can't think of a big hit. Just strikes out. Not sure the Yankees should extend him. So my question is, should the Yankees extend Judge? I know it's early, but hey, we got to throw out some big takes, hot takes early. So, well, right now, think? other than leadership, he hasn't provided a lot. Yeah, I mean, and, and what you're going to have to pay him is going to be pretty astronomical unless he really takes a team friendly deal which you you just don't really see that with these guys i mean look at look at lindor demanding a 300 and getting a 341 million dollar contract like six weeks after he's been a met for christmas sake it's it's uh, come on all right i like it and you know what that's if anything else you want to listen to us here on the swiggy swiggy podcast you should tune in for our homerism because it's it's Incredible, and it's the reason why we try to keep it at a minimum every episode. But here is my homerism because we like to talk about everybody. We're not, we're huge Cardinal fans on my end and a huge Yankee fan on your end, but we want to bring this to the entire MLB ecosystem. 
Blaze, I mean, I, I, I'll keep it short. I couldn't have expected anything better out of the offense. Uh, Goldschmidt got Goldschmidt was hitting the ball like crazy, four hits, including almost a home run, two doubles and two singles, and hitting the ball over 100 miles over 100 miles an hour off his bat every time. So he's he's locked in right away. Arenado with his first hit, which was an RBI, but didn't get out of the infield based on a nice play. Also, then had a second hit and his second RBI as a Cardinal. So that's promising. I love that they're going right now. Schultz is going Goldschmidt to Arenado third so that you see both of them in the first innings. The own and the defense looked fine. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, rookie of the year, runner, uh, front runner in my eyes, hit a three-run home run in the first inning. We had Tyler O'Neill muscle a curveball out with his giant muscles. And we don't even need Tyler. The Cardinals don't even need Tyler O'Neill to hit for high average. They just need him to hit like 30 home runs. And play good defense because he's the 2020 left field gold glover in, you know, Tyler O'Neill. Yeah, so, I, I actually listened to the game as much as I could between the Cardinals and the Reds. I'll tell you, like this that. this Reds team, they're scrappy good, man. They're Red, this Reds team is scrappy good, I think. Uh, they, they were helped because, I'm sorry, your Cardinals didn't pitch. No, and okay, so you say that. Flaherty goes four and two-thirds, which... That is a, something I'm going to look at. He had a down year last year. And 95 pitches in the process. Yes, and because he, he, there were stretches where he looked good, though, Blaze. There were stretches where he was getting the calls. He was getting. He was working his pitches. He left that. He left a the, – actually, the Castellanos home run was a good pitch that Castellanos just was able to turn on because he's a good hitter. It was we just forgot good about that signing pitcher. by the Reds. Yeah, well, because because of last year. Yeah, but that's he's a guy that's there and who's a capable hitter, and he was great. Castellanos was great in this game, and he's a guy to watch as well for award races. I would even say, despite the Reds maybe not being as competitive, but you know, the NL Central's up for grabs, so who knows? Um, what I would say about the pitching plays, not so, something I'm going to watch with Flaherty because of a down year, and then. He had his moments, but he left a couple of pitches. He had a couple, like you said, with um, Cole. He had at least two or three pitches that I know he wants back. And knowing his competitive side, at least what I've seen, is he is not. He's gonna he's gonna call even though they won. That was a bad start for him. It was it was and, it was a yeah. It was a bad start. It also appeared to me that at times uh, Flaherty's control was a bit off as well. Yes. Yep. Nope. He. It's almost like he was he was over pitching in a way, and that happens. I mean, first game of the year, first yeah. start of the year, opening day start. Not that I'm putting a know, lot of stock in it, but it is what it. No, but you know we're breaking it down. So the other, the only other thing though I would say is the bullpen did come in, did come in well. Gallegos, Giovanni Gallegos, who we got from the your Yankees, yep, um, is had two uh, two easy, no, not no no stress innings. And then we had Alex Reyes come in for the ninth, which not a safe situation, gave up a walk and a hit, but also had the final strikeout and got the other two outs. So mm-hmm. uh, with, with electric stuff. So the pitching is what I'm mostly worried about. I think people have been, for whatever reason, hampering on this Cardinals offense, but they clearly showed out scoring 11 in their first game. So yeah, no question about uh, it. I'm here for it. I cannot wait to watch them um, later this afternoon. So uh, we'll, uh, We'll have to see, but that's what you get is you get your homer minute from us and then you get all the other takes from all the other teams because we are just baseball nuts and we will give you everything. Blaze, why don't we end the show which with one thing that we didn't do, which was our 
awards predictions. Yeah. Is that, is that something you're ready yeah, and willing well, to do? Yeah, let's spend the next five minutes doing that. And then, yeah. And then get uh, out of here. Time for us to touch home plate and head to the dugout. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, you know, minimal, minimal explanation, but we'll go right through it. I'll, uh, I'll start with the AL MVP, Blaze. Look, it's, it's a homer pick. I, I say that even though it's not, he's not a Cardinal, but it's a pick that I think most people are going to pick for the next at least five more years. And they probably should have been picking for the last five years. Mike Trout. I'm picking Mike Trout in a full season yet again with a little bit of help, seemingly, hopefully, for the Angel team. Mike Trout will, be, will reclaim his title as AL MVP. And I honestly don't have many honorable mentions. DJ LeMahieu, I think, might be two, second or third, fourth if he has a similar year. I can't think of any other off the top of my head AL players who kind of fit into that mold. So. I've got one. Oh, let's hear it. Jose Abreu with the cu- or with the White oh, Sox. I, oh, the reigning MVP, yes, but of I, course. Well, I'm. I, I didn't think, say it. You're right. You're right. I think Jose Abreu is going to be the AL MVP. Wow! I, back to back. Yes, I do. Wow! Yes, yes, because until I can be proven otherwise, and I've said this to you so many times in the shows that we've done. Mike, the Angels are not a playoff team with Mike Trout. They're certainly not going to be one without him. I think Jose Abreu makes that difference for the White Sox, and that's why, to me, he is the MVP. Okay. Period. Stop. I heard the pen click. (laughs) PJ is, is putting down Jose Abreu for me and Mike Trout for him. I am not <laughs> undervaluing Mike Trout. I'm just saying, if you're going to be the most valuable player, your team needs to be in the playoff conversation. Hey, and, we've, and seen, late, we've and, seen times where that hasn't happened, though. Okay, very few, with very few exceptions. 06, oh, 06, oh, Ryan Howard beat Pujols, even though Pujols was, first of all, made the playoffs, and second of all, didn't strike out more than 150 times. Third of all, had one of his best seasons, but Ryan Howard won because of his home runs and RBIs, and his team would finish last. I yeah, I see that, and that I don't understand. Me neither. Why? Me neither, why are Me you neither. viewed as a most valuable player never. if your team still sucks with you? Should never happen. I agree. So, uh, do you want to throw your NL MVP? It's it's Fernando Tatis. Oh, okay, okay. All right. It is the $340 million man for the San Diego Padres, Fernando Tatis. Not the $341 million man in Lindor? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, I'm nope. so I'm going to go a different way, but I think Tatis finishes one or two. I'm going Ronald Acuna Jr. goes 40-40, hits well over 300, and... That's and they win the division. So that's I, my that'll be my and you know what's funny about that? I have both those guys on my fantasy team, so very happy. You know, Acuna is an easy pick. I mean, there are so many good pick. players on that Braves team. I think though including Tatis, the including last year's MVP, Mr. Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, and 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 I mean all the other I mean they've they have so many good players on that Braves team. I just think that that Tatis really is a huge difference maker in terms of the Padres making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. I mean, 
they're clearly going to have a good year. At least they should have a good year, uh, meaning the Padres because of the signings and, and the improvements that they've made. But by no means are they a guaranteed playoff team. But I think they are with Tatis. No, I, hot take. I think they I think they lose the division by – I think they finish second in the division by like nine, ten games, but still make the first wild card is the Padres. I was thinking maybe five or six. I mean, they, they really sh- – I think they're relatively they – should be. They're they heel to toe be. with the Dodgers right now. They should be. And I know we touched on it in our, prediction, our standings predictions. But either way, Blaze, I figured we would just do MLB Cy and Rookie. We'll f- f- focus on the player awards now, and we'll do manager – Later in the year. Okay, so yeah, yeah, all right. So, so Cy Young to me. Yeah, and uh, you do NL, or no, you I, do AL. You do well, AL. Actually, I'm gonna do both right now. Yeah, go uh, ahead. Because time is of the essence here. Uh, give, give me, give me Garrett Cole and Jacob Degrom as your Cy Youngs. Uh, what about for you? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Trevor Bauer in the NL, and I'm gonna go. I don't want to do Cole just to be on your your side, but I'm gonna go Garrett Cole. I think with a full season, he yeah. proves he is the pitcher in New York. Not that Degrom isn't. They proved this year, even with Degrom not winning it, they proved that they are the top two pitchers in the majors, and they okay. both play yeah. in New York. Yep. All right. Thirty seconds. Your your rookie of the year picks. Rookie of the year: Dylan Carlson in the NL, and Randy, a former Cardinal, Randy Arozarena in the AL, will be my two rookie of the year picks my friend uh i'm gonna agree with you on rosarena i really like this hayes kid i re- i really like key brian hayes so there there are my picks as we have to wrap this show up this hour has flown by uh thanks for listening join us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and via the pacifica radio network on your local community radio station and facebook.com slash swinging blindly podcast and on Twitter at Swinging Blindly. PJ, if we swing and miss, who cares, right? Who gives a hey? <laughs>